Welcome to episode 167 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. That's me. It is Monday night, October 3rd, and tonight we kick off McSauce-tober. Tonight we're going to start things off with a little Walking Dead talk because Ian and I are sick of its shit. We're going to get into the recent clown phenomenon, which someone's going to have to explain to me because I don't really know what the fuck is happening. Do you never watch the news? Is that your I deal? Never you just watch, don't know what's I going never on watch in the, the real news. world? I, I get all of my news in uh, 40 characters or less on Twitter. I have a rough idea of what it is, but I think uh, someone's probably going to have to give me a greater view of what that nonsense is. Okay. And we're probably going to air... Uh, the grievance of Matt's tonight. He's been compiling a list. We're just going to start knocking one off each week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Actually, that's a good idea. That's what it'll be. I love how organic this is, but it's going to be, there will be one a week. Your hair is a disaster tonight. <laughs> is that your grievance, <laughs> my hair? <laughs> What's your wrong fucking with hat on. It's going, it's, it's coming, it's going sideways. <laughs> Normally it just goes up. Well, you know, hey. Looks like a Halloween wig. Uh, Ian, do you want to do some housekeeping real quick, please? Sure, sure. If you can, please, please travel to McSauce.com, where you can check out our podcast that you're listening to right now, the comics, comic book reviews. Paul is always so diligent at reviewing the comic books that he buys every week. I have been pretty lax with getting getting comic books. I caught myself up on Saga this week. But other than yep. that, I haven't read anything in probably you know, a month or so. But really? I, you I, haven't yeah, read any man. comics in a month? No comics in a month. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I did get caught up with that. Um, I see that you did as well. You also had have a shining review of Captain Canuck on there. One of Captain favorite. Canuck. I can't get enough. So Such it, a good classic comic. It feels right. So if you go to McSauce.com, you can feel right as well. No one's unnecessarily shipping Captain Canuck and his brother, Michael. Uh, it's all consensual there. Uh, for the podcast, you can find it a number of ways. You can get us on Stitcher. You can get us on uh, Podomatic, as well as the iTunes Store. And for the classic old-timey episodes of The Vault, The Tomb of old deceased episodes you can check out mcsaucepodcast.libsyn.com go back you're going to listen to this mcsaucetober this month we're going to try to do some haunted podcasts all month long and we've done it for the past three years we've been doing this for three years right this is year three yeah i, I believe so we're yeah. going to be in in march we're going to be going into uh year four so every year we've at least had um, a few, probably a couple different Halloween-themed episodes. It's usually I think our one of them was in April. Yeah, I think it was like our fourth episode where we just had our <laughs> our trick or treat. <laughs> couldn't couldn't contain ourselves. Our trick or treat orgasm all over the podcast. I need to stroke like, our pumpkin dicks. It was, <laughs> it was candy corn flavored. <laughs> That's disgusting. I would like Delicious. to think if my dick was going to be a flavor of Halloween, it would not be candy corn. Well, pumpkin pie. I'd pick pumpkin pie. If I had to suck it myself, it would S be pumpkin pie. Sweet potato pie. pie. 
Uh, is that a Halloween flavor? Sweet potato like pie? Thanksgiving? Or is that like if a Thanksgiving flavor? Then, yeah. I mean... Are, you, are we taking pumpkin pie off the table, then? Yeah, yes, that's more be- Thanksgiving. <clears throat> See, mine is... Reese's peanut butter cup because that's, that no, is a that's year what? round, you ask. You know what? I take all pie off the table. Are you kidding? That's no, all that, that's for, year round. That's, that's year all save for Thanksgiving. Candy. Halloween's about candy. Rotting your fucking teeth out right. with strangers' gifts. So, so are we just including all candy then? Yeah, sure. But let's. I mean, Reese's peanut butter cups, while they are available year round, are so incredibly synonymous with Halloween. Are they, it's, or is it just because they're in? orange packaging i think that they're very much synonymous with halloween i don't know how synonymous they are with halloween but uh they were always a treat when you get a full-size reese's cup in your out in your trick-or-treat bag right like the they're to me just as synonymous the single ones with halloween as those little mini ones in the foil are with christmas it's just the way it is. <laughs> I think you're stretching a little bit. I think it's... I'll allow it. A, a Snickers bar, also. You get as many Snickers bars during your trick-or-treating. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, you do. You, yeah, you do. You get as many Milky Ways because that's the poor man's Snickers. It's poor because they can't afford peanuts. Wait, what? Which ones? Milky Way. I like Milky Way. That's good. So do I, but it's not as good as a Snickers. It's just different. It's they not only do they not it's have different peanuts, by being not as good. <clears throat> is Snickers like the they, top rung for you? That's your. I know that's who the the candy bar that embodies Paul McGinty that passes your <laughs> message of mainstream and bigotry. Along. Uh, that, that's Baby Ruth. Uh, no, he picked no. It's Snickers, Snickers for himself. The Snickers is I, the Snickers has got to be one of the top three most mainstream. Candy I, bars. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think you get as many of those. Oh, I yeah, I agree. You get as many as of those. You do. Yeah, yeah. Same with M and M's as well. I think you get little packets of M and M's just as much. Perhaps I don't We're know. We're gonna have I, to go fucking trick or treating. <laughs> take a poll. <laughs> I feel like. Will they allow us? I feel. Yeah. Well, I'm well, certainly. I, mean, so I, I will so pass. We, We're thirty year old men, mid late thirty year old men. We can't just go trick or treating. <laughs> By ourselves. So long as we dress up and we approach the adults giving out candy, like, hey, no, 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 we've no, got no. a podcast. What? <laughs> what? Oh, you don't, you don't watch? Oh, you're a podcast. You don't watch again. shows on the internet, you say? <laughs> Here, give me your iPhone, sir. I'm gonna sign you up, subscribe you. You'll be a, you'll be into the to what all the kids are doing. They'll be like <clears throat> reaching into their bowl to to give us Snickers bars. And then we'll be leaving our card in their bowl as we leave. Remember the shitty looks that you got whenever you were a teenager and you were, you know, like 15, 16 years old and you're still going trick. I don't know. I was still trick or treating at 15 and 16, but my costumes were really shitty and I just didn't care. I barely said trick or treat and I got some side eyes from some parents. 14 or 15 was my last year and I got dragged out by... My friends, that night, they all came over and forced me to go out. So all I had was my hockey equipment. So I put it on and reluctantly went trick-or-treating for the very last time. How old were you? 14, 15. Yeah, I think that's about how old I was. The You know what the, what the cap was for me? Hmm. Uh, the year Batman Forever came out on VHS, mm-hmm. um, it came out on Halloween. 
And um, my mom picked it up for me on her way home from work. And uh, I was like so excited to watch it at home. And I was like, Dad, we're going to watch Batman Forever tonight. I'm not going trick-or-treating. We're going to watch this. I was so excited. Like he couldn't have cared less, but I'm all excited. And I made him watch it at least the first five minutes until he fell asleep. But um, that was it. I didn't I didn't go after that. And it was more important to me to watch Batman Forever than to get free candy. So, Matt, your Halloween ding-dong tastes like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's what you're going to go with? Or is it like, I imagine, like, it's regular dick taste, but then whenever you you come, that's where you get the candy flavor from. I think, one, that's too graphic. (laughs) And and two, I think the whole thing tastes like that. It's like a fucking popsicle. I disagree, but... Maybe maybe the the ding dong part is the chocolate, but when you come, that's the peanut butter. That could be. But all right, I mean, it, it works. You... Two two great tastes. It tastes great together. Right. right. Are you guys hip to the Reese's pieces? The Reese's peanut butter cup with the Reese's pieces pieces inside of them. That sounds disgusting. Wait, no, it's worth. That sounds like pause, overkill. Pause, Reese's pause. peanut butter cup. Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Pieces. You know what? You're done. <laughs> Turn off his new microphone. <laughs> no! Yeah, well, let's tell the listeners we have a new setup here tonight. We do. We each have individual microphones. Hopefully, uh, we are taking the podcast to the next level for all of you listeners' delicate ears that <laughs> Ian just shattered. <laughs> the taste of his fucking semen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Yeah, so or extra it, melodious it while we're only, talking about semen flavor. <laughs> it only took us uh, 167 episodes till we finally sound like we're taking this seriously. So, um, I'm gonna go with the Russell Stover uh, chocolate covered orange marshmallow thing. What? Oh, those are gross. Yeah, dude. that's Fuck. no way. That's disgusting. You've got, you've got a. Uh, Special, t- you've got special taste buds if you're down with that stuff, yeah. That, and that's oh, what are you that's saying, what I want. You're saying that that's the worst tasting, no, that's delicious. Oh, no, that's yeah, fucking terrible. That's what I want, and I want my semen to taste like regular semen because some people like it. No one does, but you know, Ian. Well, I said, can you want Indian corn? No. Yeah, that one, you can't pick is the Indian flavor corn of my semen. different than ca- candy corn? Yeah, what it, the fuck is, is Indian corn, corn the brown ones? Yeah, they're the brown ones because they taste better. Ugh. Yeah. Why didn't you just pick like fucking circus peanuts, you monster? <laughs> Those are disgusting. Suck my dick. <laughs> but by the way, it tastes horrible. <laughs> you said the Russell Stover's chocolate in orange goop? It's a, it's a, it's marshmallow. It's an orange colored marshmallow wrapped in chocolate. That's it's fucking... chocolate and marshmallow. It's like a s'mores without the graham cracker. It's delicious. That's disgusting, Matt. I don't think I've ever had it, uh, and I'm gonna keep it that way. All right. Oh, it's easy. <laughs> to each dick's our own. All right. So what are we talking about today besides <clears throat> cum flavor? Uh, why don't we talk a little Walking Dead? Big premiere is coming up in a couple couple weeks. One of the most uh, anticipated season premieres in television history. Is it really? Because of... They've been hyping the shit out of it for 
months now. Oh my because God. of the seer- the, the <clears throat> season last season finale, uh, Negan's gonna bash someone's brains in, but we don't know who. Could be could be anyone. We don't know who it's gonna be, and it has been hype central since the since the season finale uh, up until now, and it's just building up to this crescendo. And I don't really I don't really give a shit. I want to, but I kind of don't. And part of that is because of how much I've been enjoying Fear of the Walking Dead. Maybe I should put my hat on. Oh, did you just look at yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I've had to look at that for the last like ten minutes. (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt. (laughs) That was that was a disaster. I feel like it's a good thing that this is a visual medium. Ian, it looked so bad you could probably hear it. No, no. I I think you were fine, but let's continue. Go ahead. Maybe the profile was easier on the eyes than than the straight on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So So I I, like I've been watching Fear of the Walking Dead and I really like it. It's the first season was kind of slow and I wasn't sure if I was if I was in or not, but it pulled me along far enough that by the end I was in for season two and season two has been really good. And I really like the characters. I like the way that they're handling the world. And I don't know if it's because, you know, Walking Dead Prime has gotten so into itself and so full of itself at this point that, like, I just don't, I just don't like any of the characters anymore. And I don't think I realize that until I'm watching Fear the Walking Dead characters. And I'm like, oh, these people are still human. <laughs> Like, I still want these people to succeed. And it's kind of been this way, and I've pushed it off to the side since The Walking Dead premiered, that Rick Grimes in the TV show is a horrible, horrible human being. <laughs> he is the fucking worst. Like, so by the time you get to this point in the season, I'm like, in the series, I'm like, Negan, just kill everybody because everyone's just <laughs> fucking miserable. And, like, no one's... I don't know, like, there's some kind of likability has been lost for me in a lot of the main Walking Dead characters. I don't know if that's part of the plan. We see how far away from civilization that they've gotten, and now this is how you need to be in this new world. And you see um, Madison and Travis and Fear the Walking Dead start down that path, but they're not so far down yet that they are unlikable but they're just they're just straight up unlikable characters on the walking dead and i'm really not all that excited about the premiere well i think that part of that probably is you're a book reader so you get to experience those characters written in a completely different light and in the books i feel like robert kirkman is pretty um pretty adept at um being able to balance the really dark low moments with six months of Rick Grimes living high and being able to, you know, get a community welded together and rebuild things. And you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And in, in some portions of the book, they're living their lives and thriving and having cities and different towns all come together. So there's um, a, a, a sense of joy and lightness in the books that is allowed that they can't have creep into the show i don't think because i don't think mainstream watchers of the show want to see them 
growing plants and having uh, having thriving civilizations and 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 living normally. They want to see the depths and despair of zombie apocalypse, and you just can't write that stuff into the show. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, there's there's still, and it, it may be part of the greater plan, but like there's still a lot of hope in the the fear of the Walking Dead characters. Like you know, there's just. They're still normal people. They're still making it's so early the on, right though. choices. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like I mean, I, I think by the end of season two, you're maybe a month or two into the apocalypse. But there's still like there's still lighter moments. They've just they're more likable characters than everyone that's just so dour and just so down and everything is so serious you know eugene throws a zinger but other than that they're just fucking it's a it's, it's miserable how do you guys not go home and want to kill yourselves because everyone on that set is so serious and miserable all the fucking time matt you haven't watched the walking dead in years no i made it through uh three seasons of it um and I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, I started watching the fourth season, and it was boring. It was really boring. Um, it it just... I don't like how much it deviates from the book, but I think even more importantly, the pacing is completely different on the show than it is in the book. The pacing is just incredibly too meandering for me. Like it, It's so obviously chalk-filled with filler um just to basically extend the season and continue to you know put shit on tv i i don't think that i just don't think they give the characters room to breathe in and like evolve really in a positive manner no one gets to to grow up and they just have to live in the apocalypse constantly with the pressure of that always beating down on them. And in the books, I, I don't feel that way. You get relief. You get a breath of fresh air every every trade, every other trade. Because um, that's how I follow The Walking Dead is by trade. So some some months I'll go out there and I'll buy you know the most recent group of issues. And it's, it's a nice, fun, breezy read. Mm-hmm. And everything's cool, but not in the show. Um, it's just so fucking depressing. Yeah, right. Same general content, right? The zombie apocalypse, but yet one is an enjoyable, fun read, and the other is kind of a chore to watch. Um, so by the time I checked out of um, the the TV show, that was before Fear the Walking Dead started. So there's no way I'm going to, you know invest in some spinoff to a show that I really don't even like. Well, like, uh, I don't even like calling, I don't even like referring to it as a spinoff because they're so separate. It could be a, there, there are no, there's no connective tissue other than there's zombies in it. Zombie outbreak. And I mean, how many pieces yeah. of media in and the last like, couple years have and, we seen like it could be anything world war z could be yeah, happening in yeah. this universe. and as much as you know as much as i like you know some levity in my tv shows um fear the walking dead doesn't have that but it has i think it has a much more genuine tone 
maybe it's because it's early. It hasn't caught on like The Walking Dead. But you I don't watched, have any expectations with right, I The Walking Dead. The either. Walking Dead, and I feel like The Walking Dead's almost being written to the fans at this point. Like, what do we expect Daryl to do? What do, what do we want Daryl to do? Because Daryl's so cool. Die? You know, what do we that want would be cool Rick with to me. do? Like, what, what, you know, what, where can we take these take these characters next? It's not like, where are they going to go next? Like, where's the writing going to evolve to? It's it, it feels much less organic and much more bogged down. And it probably has a lot to do with, well, we keep growing this cast. And now instead of like three key characters that we're not allowed to kill off, now we've got eight. And, you know, the Walking Dead's, you know, pride of themselves. We'll kill anybody! But that was only, in, really only in, like, the first and maybe second season. Now, I mean, someone's gonna get killed from the main cast, we think. But other than that, it's not Someone like... Someone is gonna get killed from the main cast. It's not like that first season when they killed Dale. And you're like, holy fuck, all bets are off. Because Dale, if you read the books, made it way, way far into the book series. And he gets killed off in the first season. Second the season. Second season of the show. So, like, that was the moment for me where I was like, oh my god, this, this show can do anything. This is going to be great. But now you've gotten to, like, a point where you have all of these characters, you have all these core characters, they've all generated fan bases, you're going to lose viewers if you kill off... Uh, if you yeah, kill like, off who certain, are the, who are the untouchables, do you think? <clears throat> like, obviously Rick. Obviously Daryl. Probably Rick, Rick Daryl, Michonne, Michonne, Carol, Carl... Glenn, Maggie. We, well, I think that that Rick, Daryl, and Michonne are in a league of their own, and everyone else is more likely not to get killed. But like, if they want to kill Carl, kill that little fucker. I feel like they could kill kill Carol. Their people would be upset, but they could do it. They could kill Maggie. People would be upset. Um, you know, and and we saw last season them test out. Killing off Glenn and, and people freaked out. Pe- people lost their minds. So, um, yeah. What do you mean they're going to be in a? They killed Glenn. Ba- they made it seem like Glenn died. Oh, okay. And for a week, people lost their minds. They even took uh, for, Stephen Yoon's for two na- weeks. Was it two weeks? Because I thought it was they just put, one week. Because they, you, they show his death at the end of one episode. He gets buried underneath a bunch of zombies, and, uh, and then, it's fucking. And then the out. next week is a filler episode about some other backstory bullshit that oh, it doesn't have <laughs> anything to do with Glenn. Right, but it was a flashback episode, which was really good. I forget um, who that who that guy is that they flash back to. Is it um, Morgan? Morgan. Oh, yeah, that's and that right, was one of the he's best, on the farm. And where, that was a yeah. great episode, but yeah, they, they flash back to that, and then they, and then they had another episode yeah, so where like, Glenn they, wasn't. They tease you. Until they bring him back and people were just losing their shit. And they also took off in the beginning credits. Uh, Stephen Yoon's name was not included in the opening credits, so people were freaking out. So they're they've, they've built up this whole this whole huge cast, and it's this ensemble cast, and everyone needs their due. You know, everyone needs their solo episode for the season. You know, everyone needs you know time spent on them, and it's just. Bogging everything but down. But don't you why usually don't you, like that, Paul? Why, don't you usually like whenever they spend do, time with individual characters, yes. flesh things out, yeah, build worlds? Yeah, but I don't worlds. think they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it well anymore. Uh, I think we're we're they're cramming everything in to fit all these characters. Kill off half of those characters, 
focus on, you know, maybe just focus on Rick Daryl and Michelle. And then go from there and see how the story opens up and breathes from there. And maybe you can get, you know, a little more of a, a lighter tone in there other than just how fucking dour it's been. I don't think anybody but the people on this show have a problem with the tone of Walking Dead. I mean, nobody's complaining about that. Yeah, people, like, I don't, I don't... Millions of people eat that shit up every fucking Sunday. Right, right. And, like, I, I like it. I'm gonna watch it. But, I mean, The Walking Dead really offered something in, in that same universe in a very similar tone that was much more enjoyable for me. So... I think the biggest complaint that I would have, not so much just the tone of Walking Dead, is just the overarching narrative of zombies and how much I'm burned out with zombies and I'm kind of done. I think all the monsters kind of run through a phase wherever they're the new hotness. I think vampires, vampires have their time in the sun here and there and then they... Oh, they never have their time in the sun, Sharply. <laughs> That's bad news. Whenever they take their time in the sun, they, they turn into twilight where they just sparkle and glisten in the sun. And, and then it's over and then you have to go back down into your tomb for a little bit. Um, zombies for hey, me are, have, have can I, that Can phase. I do a sidebar real quick? Sidebar all you want. So, uh, you mentioned vampires, and vampires, while they did have their moment, let's say... Time in the sun is how I put it. <laughs> um, they, you know, then they transitioned to werewolves and zombies and everything. Did it ever transition to werewolves, like, as full out, like, the big mainstream monster? They had a moment. They had a moment between, like, the Underworld series and Twilight. That's fair. Yeah. That's, they had a featuring... Role. A featuring role. Very nice. So, uh, but vampires kind of like had their their time. And more recently, there was a vampire movie that I think is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Have you guys seen What We Do in the Shadows? I have. I'm going to disagree with you. I didn't like it very much. Maybe it was the hype. A lot of people really loved it and yeah. said it was the funniest thing on earth. I and I love uh, Jermaine Clement, who was in it. He was one of the main vampires from Flight of the Concords. Right, right. I just didn't like it very much. See, that's really interesting. I'm gonna guess you like Flight of the Concords. I love it, and maybe that's what I was thinking. I don't like Flight of the Concords. Really? Yeah. Huh. And I was like, wow, this is really good, in spite of the fact that it's the guy from Flight of the Concords. Huh. Yeah. What made you watch it just because your love of vampire? Well, I like horror, yeah. as you know, and I like to laugh. I know that, too. And um, I had seen the preview for it, and it you know, it was very obvious that it was a mockumentary-style uh, movie, and you know, it made me think of like a Christopher Guest type of movie, but with vampires, and I was like, this is totally going to be great. I did like the werewolves in that. <laughs> Movie. And it takes itself so seriously. And there is even like a legitimate creep factor to it. Like it it's not just comedy. Like there's moments where like there's people running for their lives and they play it straight, which I think is really funny. I think that's why like I really like that kind of comedy where everyone that's, you know, like part of the humor is playing it straight. 
even though like as an audience we're laughing our asses off like um those old pink panther movies as opposed to like it's your deep cut sorry but as opposed to like a um you know like a will ferrell movie or something where it's like hey look how funny i am isn't this funny isn't this funny like i think this kind of humor is more your speed it is yeah i kind of resonates with me better that's why i love those those christopher guest movies or this is spinal tap i think those are all hilarious but um, very dry sense of humor it is dry yeah paul did you see it? You're the tiebreaker. Of course he didn't. What are you? It wasn't a mainstream flick. It wasn't a big budget movie. I did see it. Fuck. No, you did. Fucking asshole. Yes, I did. God damn it. It was all right. It was fine. I think it had some really funny moments, and it also had just some really stupid moments. Stupid? What was stupid? Um, like... Like... I don't... Some of the stuff was just it was just too like goofy for me, like the Pischetti stuff. I just wasn't feeling it. It was just too over the top. But like whenever the dude that just got turned into a vampire is like all pissed off out in the street and he's walking walking away, and he says the thing about he can't even have fucking French fries anymore or fucking chips or something, uh-huh. and like just the way he delivers that is so funny. Like all the stuff with the super ancient vampire down on the face uh, whose uh, name is what? peter yeah, yeah. The yeah right? he was That's pretty funny fucking... because he's legitimately horrified right yeah right. they call him peter that is gold That's right comedy gold yeah it was good it was good i i liked it um i didn't i didn't see it i didn't get any hype surrounding it like it must I, have been a, like a couple people were like hey check this out my brother was into it but like i didn't get any like, uh, maybe more greater the, hype over it. Maybe more the cinephiles were into it. I don't know. I heard a lot about it before it came out. I was excited to go see it, and I'm not, uh, I'm not poo pooing it as if it was the worst thing on earth. But I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. That's fair. But anyway, I'm sorry that I interrupted your zombie hate because I wanted to just double back and be like. This was a good vampire thing. Oh no 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 no! That's that's okay. I mean, our you know, I I just think that all monsters take their turn at uh, being in the public spotlight, and then <clears throat> you know their time kind of runs out. And I really feel like zombies has had an extended time in the spotlight. Very extended. It's starting to decay, if you will, Ian. Um, when is it finally going to end? Is, is Are we experiencing the beginning of the end, or is it just for you? Because it seems like that, that wave is still kind of riding high. I, I feel like it's tough to gauge where we live as well. We're from Pittsburgh, and there is extra zombie love around Pittsburgh because of Night of the Living Dead, other zombie movies that have been made here. I feel that way. Like least. what other zombie movies, Ian? Um, Day of the Dead was at the Monroeville Mall, which is right down the street from my house. It might even have been Dawn of the Dead. Is oh, is Day of the Dead the re? Day of There's the Dead another... is the sequel. It's the one that like I think takes place on a base or something. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. But there have been multiple zombie movies. Um, there was there was one in the mid two thousands. It was another. Land of the Land Dead. Land of the Dead, which was... These are all George Romero Yeah, which movies. was centered in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's own George Romero. Paul, did you do you know where Night of the Living Dead was filmed? 
Uh, I don't. I don't care. It was filmed in Zillianople, which is just north of Pittsburgh. Awesome. I don't think vampires or zombies or are ever gonna go away. I think we're just gonna keep, you know, riding the wave of, you know, both of those movie, both of those movies and I don't TV know, shows man. and those I, genres. I don't think they're gonna go away. Well, don't you think had, they have like a time to be on top and then they kind of go? I think under they th- did, but there's been a point since maybe the early 2000s that there has been consistently some kind of zombie or vampire show or movie happening i mean like i just think that's that's gonna happen same way you know like the universal monster stories like people keep using them like people are always going to use general vampires yeah but general zombies the mummy the mummy is a universal monster but he's not always at the top of the of the entertainment food chain when right, it comes to monsters stupid but okay frankenstein vampires frankenstein i was going i thought you were going to say specific which is what i was going to say <laughs> the mummy is one specific villain which also frankenstein's monster is one specific villain whereas vampires and zombies can reach the masses you can be infected you can't really become frankenstein's monster or really the mummy either right but you can become a werewolf and that's another Sort of like, uh, but werewolves. But werewolves are too big budget. Do you really think that that you can make a okay werewolf? Teen Wolf. That's a big hit show. Right. Yes. Yeah. Is that a, on MTV? Is that a big budget studio? Nah, it's, it's not... probably middle of the road budget studio MTV? at this point. Really? MTV. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Well, it's not. I don't know. It's they're probably you're a TV guy. Come on, they're not low budget. They're like not, MTV can they pull don't enough have as, together. Now I mean they're not. They don't doing, have as big a budget as CW. Th- right, they're not doing King Shark every week. Right, but I'm which is sure a mid range budget. But I'm TV sure they've show. got enough in the bank with the ratings from their demographics and you know hit shows that we don't even watch. Teen Mom, Teen Mom too. Because we are not in that demographic. Like, they've got enough to put together a decent werewolf show. But do you think that big budget is what, like, it takes a lot to make a fucking Teen Wolf is what's holding werewolves back? Because that's what, that's what I'm taking out of this. I don't... Uh... I don't... (laughs) That's not what you should take out of this. Like, that's what you said, though. Well, yeah. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I spoke too soon. Um, no. <laughs> it's tough. He's tough. I don't. I don't know. Will you tell me why? Why they? You know? Do you think there's it's no werewolf fervor like there is vampires or werewolves or I, vampires? Because or I think zombies. it's scarier. The the threat of becoming a vampire or becoming a zombie is a little scarier because it's something that you can't really come back from. You have restrictions, whereas a werewolf, I mean, it's what, one night a month, right? Or how many times there's One night a, a month, month, one full, full moon. One full moon a yeah. month, or... I mean, that's... It, and the rest of the time, you're walking around, you're pretty normal. So it feels like an inconvenience, other than... Rather than a curse. So, what about the real-life fear application of... Tons of people are terrified of dogs no one's terrified of zombies or dracula because they don't really exist um people are terrified of zombies and dracula 
People are scared of that stuff. It's, come on. Superstitious Who's people fucking are? scared of that nonsense. People are scared of ghosts. I know a lot of people that are frightened of ghosts and think that ghosts are real. Well, ghosts are creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just saying. For that. So you're saying, I'm just saying you believe in ghosts. Other people think that there are fucking zombies out there. there Wait a there second. No one thinks there are zombies out but there. But you think there are ghosts and that's a more plausible thing? Get the fuck out of here. How many how many zombie hunter shows are out there? There are like there's there's enough that goes into the scientific, you know, proving that ghosts are real to keep that myth going. There are there's no one like holy True. shit. We there, there, kept are, this there are there are zombie hunters. I, I give you that. I give you that. But I think that it's also on the same level of ridiculousness. So when are the werewolves going to get their time in the sun? I don't know. It, uh, their time it, in the moon? Uh, it was 1980-whatever, uh, whenever Teen Wolf came out. That was it. That was their peak. Right, you don't and think, it didn't scare anybody and they got, like, because it just made Michael J. Fox be able to dunk on people, and that was it. Well, what was, like, the... What's, what's the, like, the most frightening werewolf vehicle out there? Werewolf in London is generally thought as the best werewolf movie. Right, horror hound expert? Yes. Fucking Matt? Yeah. That was, what was that, 80s? That was the 80s, right? It was 1980. Right? So oh, why haven't shit. they been able to make a better werewolf movie? I Build a better werewolf. Monster Squad werewolf. Pretty scary. Terrifying. That was pretty good. Uh, Lupin and... Uh, Harry yeah, Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, pretty fucking creepy. But he wasn't a werewolf. He was a lichen, wasn't he? Is no, that he was a werewolf. Or is, he a werewolf? is there a big okay. difference? Or I don't know. I really don't know. There is a difference, uh, so, and and I will tell you what that is. But but there hasn't not, been. I'll let you think it. about it for a little bit. Yeah, let me let me big, try to remember. Like, werewolf centric story. You know, we you know there were werewolves in Twilight, but you know it's part of the greater story. Uh, the was it Underworld. Yeah, uh, was it the latest werewolf movie, Benicio Del Toro? Is that who it was? Uh, I feel like... Or was it the guy that looks like him, Javier Bardem? Bardem. No, I feel like it was Benicio Del Toro. But did he also do a Frankenstein movie? I mean, I don't don't know. Um, But I I would think that the, the monsters that would get people the most upset and afraid are those ones that you can there's a danger of it being like a uh transmittable disease because that's what is some real world scary shit to people um mummy not so much frankenstein not so much what like the creature from the black lagoon he's done right like he's not going to be part of the new universal avengers team right (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so who else is out there then would you like to know the difference between a like i would did you remember yeah i remembered um it's very photographic in my mind so it might sound like i'm reading uh but but in a werewolf the transformation of a wolf takes place um on a full moon uh, and they cannot restrict the transformation, whereas uh, in a lichen, the transformation to wolf can take place at any time, in any place. Persons are transformed into werewolves and lichens when another werewolf or lichen bites them. Werewolves have their aura, blah, blah, blah. Um, both lichens and werewolves possess, 
possess great superhuman powers, agility. Um, what the fuck's the difference? Unlike the werewolf, lichens are said to be smarter. When compared to a werewolf, a lichen is a bit more muscular. While a lichen is said to be religious, a werewolf represents witchcraft. Hmm. Lichens are more difficult more difficult to kill than werewolves to kill a lichen. Uh, you, you're going to have to sever the spine from the body. They cannot be killed using silver. On the other hand, a werewolf can be killed with, a, with silver objects piercing them into the head or the heart. So you'd need the predator to sever the spine and the... Right. So if you were going to be chased by one of these, you definitely want it to be a werewolf, as <clears throat> long as you have some silver. Lichen seems like a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, Ian, you're done with zombies. You're just over it. Yeah, yeah. Not liking it. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Walking Dead, uh, they've got some work to do. I feel like... This coming year. I feel like zombies are... Have have worn out their welcome. I was always a big zombie fan back when vampires were at their peak of popularity i want to say when would you say that would be matt um interview with a vampire yeah i want to say maybe late 90s kind of somewhere in in that ballpark was kind of when it started um and then it it lasted probably through the mid um 2000s is that would you agree with that for vampires? I yeah. think that vampires and zombies have traded places a few times. Yeah, right. Like late 90s, vampires. Early 2000s, zombies. What was early 2000s for zombies? All the 28 Days Later Oh, stuff. okay. All right. Um, and then vampires popped up again in the mid-2000s, but yeah, in a different form, which was Twilight, which, I mean, those vampires aren't fucking scary. Come on now. But then <laughs> it's been dominated by zombies since... Walking Dead has hit the TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was that? 2010? Is that right? Is Walking that how Dead? Yeah, Walking, Walking Dead's been Dead's around. Been crushing it, but... Yeah, something um, like that. Vampire Diaries had a really good run. Yeah, I mean, I mean that went simultaneously. Style, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. There was something out there. There have been other vampire things out recently. There's been tons of vampire yeah. stuff, like uh, Let Me In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always tons of like vampire uh-huh. movies and stuff. Like Underworld has vampires in it i don't know how that franchise is still going on i've never seen one underworld movie but the they keep making more underworld shit the, and well, even the, i saw the first one even in matt's horror hound magazine like there's fucking underworld shit in there well the under, it's not like underworld has been consistently going for a long time i think they're bringing it back and it's been dormant for probably five six seven years something blade around there. vampires yeah blade vampires hmm that was a whole trilogy. And yet and yet he killed them with silver, which I always I never understood why Blade kind of put their own spin on the mythology the way that they did. It kind of felt arbitrary to be honest. Like it's easier for a hero like that to have silver and kill him, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well that's how all like, that's how everyone treats were, vampires. They put their own spin. Well, yeah. Were the vampires in the Blade books immune to um, Christian, I, I like, um, iconography, like, iconography, like crosses and things like that, because that could be a comics code thing that I don't know, honestly, because blade came out in the mid to late seventies 
when you almost couldn't say werewolf in a on, on the title of a book. Like Marv Wolfman for a long time wasn't allowed to have his name credited on the front cover of books because it, it was Wolfman, and it took a long time for him to get credit for the Yikes. writing that he did. Um, so there were a lot of restrictions, and maybe that's how writers got around it in, back in the day with Blade, and they just kept it. That could be, but, you know, they changed things like, oh, garlic isn't going to have any effect either, um, and it's going to be uh, ultraviolet light is what's really going to kill a vampire as opposed to, like, sunlight. I don't know. More techno. I don't know. I suppose. Boy, that movie it was, was the 90s. did have uh, its its healthy share of techno, didn't it? It was the nineties. Have you ever watched The Strain? Yes, no. I have, and I read the uh, Dark Horse comic books. I think that was based off the Dark Horse books. No, it's based off the novels. Oh, okay. by Guillermo del Toro and some other guy. It's not as famous, so I don't remember <laughs> his name. Yeah, I, I read the, the guy that probably really wrote it. Yeah, right, uh, right. Guillermo del Toro just came up with the tongues, and that was about it. Um, yeah, I've, I watched the first season of it. I kind of fell off a little bit, but super creepy. Really, really strange shit. Yeah, it's um, they they keep to uh, a lot of traditional vampire mythology, which is kind of nice. I like it when they do that. Yeah. Like, a lot of the problem I had with the Twilight vampires is that, you know, they just fucking, they, they deviated so much. They could walk around in the fucking sunlight. Yeah, you can't sunlight. do that. You I mean, that's that. a cardinal sin. Well, even like, even even in Preacher, like when like Cassidy can go out in the middle of the day so long as he's all wrapped up and has a big hat on. I feel like he shouldn't even be able to do that. Well, he can't in the book but he can in the stupid show. Yeah. That's right. because they're not clever enough to write around that shit on the show. Like, that presents too many limitations. It costs too much Same to film at night. shit that they pulled with The Walking Dead, right? Rick should have had his hand cut off. A long-ass time ago. In the second or third season, and it never even happened because, oh, well, that would be too difficult to do to your main character. So what? Well, Deal Robert Kirkman gave an explanation for that. Do you think he was just BSing to well, what was make the it sound explanation right? for the fans at home and also for me who didn't read that interview? That he regretted cutting off Rick's hand because it limited his creative opportunities while writing Rick from that point on. Really? I mean, I get that, but do you feel that Rick was ever limited? Because he kicked a whole lot of ass for years and years and years. So now he gets the chance to take Rick further along. And, like, be able to take him to places that he wasn't able to once he lost a hand. Hmm. I think that that's really weak-sounding. Uh, and knowing Robert Kirkman and reading his excuses for why the show is different than the comic and thinking that that was a load of BS, I think that's more horseshit that he's, uh, that he's dishing out. It's up to you if you want to eat it up, but I will not. What if it tasted like... Reese's peanut butter cups. Then I would. <laughs> or the marshmallow chocolate madness that you like. I don't know why you think it's madness. It's marshmallow wrapped in chocolate. That's what are you delicious. talking about? What? What? They're made by Russell Stover. They're little pumpkin shaped marshmallows covered in chocolate. Oh, yeah. Right. They do them but at Christmas. But they're colored too. orange because it's Halloween. Yeah. And they do them at Christmas and there's they're red on the inside. Yes. 
Yeah. Or pink, but yeah. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> you don't like marshmallows and chocolate? Ian? I, I do, but I've had those before, dude. To rank it is like, the like. Top, they're not very good. The top tier uh like candy of that holiday seems a little crazy. It's well, totally you, it is a candy of that holiday because you don't get it any other time of the year or else I'd pick fucking Snickers but I don't want to cheat and pick a Reese's peanut butter cup I thought we said that you just said that that was also available at Christmas you said it was also available and then at you said yeah but and we're it's not got the red filling right. track one of those down in April asshole can I get a Reese's cup in April oh I can get a Reese's cup anytime oh, I want okay so these are candies that are available at Christmas and at Halloween, and I'm pretty sure I could find it in April, and it'll be the fucking shape of an Easter egg, dummy. <laughs> Easter's in March, most of the time. <laughs> no, it's not. It's usually in April. It's no, it, it isn't. It, it moves. Neither of you are right. It's in both of those months. All right. February. <laughs> Valentine's Day, it's probably a fucking heart. Anyway. It's for every holiday. Matt, you had some grievances. You wanted to complain well, yeah, about things. We'll do we'll do one a week, okay? So these are things that I kinda like experience in my day-to-day life, and I'm sure you experience them too. And you just think in the moment, wow, that was annoying. But then it kinda like flutters away from your brain and you don't really think about it anymore. Well, I am going to start keeping a list and I'm gonna bring it here. Every time we record to share my 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 weekly grievance and and Paul, do you have any idea what this week's grievance is going to be? Well, I'll give you a hint. Well, I'll just tell you. Have you ever been driving in a parking lot and like? First of all, how could he fucking guess this? God damn you. I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, what did Matt and I talk about this last week? <laughs> Nothing. We there was no <laughs> there's no indication that you would know. So have you ever been driving in a parking lot and you have all the stores to like let's say to your right side as you're driving through and you see someone and they want to cross in front of you to get in one of those stores. Let's say it's a, a strip mall, okay? And you're driving Somebody wants to cross and you're like, okay, go ahead. And you wave them on. But they don't They don't just cross right across. They cross in a diagonal and they take the longest fucking way. To, rather than like cross and then walk along the sidewalk, they cross in a diagonal where it takes 30 fucking seconds for them to cross. I was already nice enough to let you cross in the first place. And that was just for crossing shortly. But instead you took the diagonal. Like, I don't understand sharply. What's that called in football? It's when you take the angle. That's what they're doing. They're taking the the, angle to Michael's or to Best Buy or to Claire's. I don't know what store. It could be any of them. Which store was it, though? I don't remember. I don't know. I want to say it was Michael's. Let's say, because it seems like the kind of woman that would do a craft. (laughs) (laughs) Or a man. (laughs) So, yeah, you you expect them to do you the solid back. Hey, you were nice enough to stop and let me cross. I'm going to I'm going to get gonna out of your way. I'm going to do it as quickly as they, I possibly can. Right. And if you do do that diagonal, run. You got to run. Do a run. little little jog. A little jog. A jog. At least 
move your arms like you're jogging, you but know, you're still just walking, so it kind of looks like. But you're still making the effort. Hey, not even an effort, but it's like, hey, I'm moving no, my if, arms. If, right, it's, you're if making... it's me in that situation, just to let them know I'm thankful, I, I give a little wave. Right. I speed up a little bit. Right. But like, who decides to take the angle and and they don't speed up at all? They just keep walking like like they have all year to well, cross that they need, street. They need put down. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go back to movie theater law. <laughs> Beheading <laughs> in front of Michael's. Paul, if, remind if you, remind the loyal audience what we're gonna do with uh, with people that misbehave in movie theaters. Uh, public beheading in the was it in the front of the theater or in the front it, of the? It was, it was after. It was it, it was, was after in the parking lot. Behave poorly throughout the whole movie. Do you get to sing no, every get, song in out, Guardians of the get, Galaxy? You get carried out as soon as the infraction happens, and then you wait in movie jail until your beheading, <laughs> which once is the when movie's over, and everybody can come out, and then you are right. now the example. So that way, next time those moviegoers remember. <laughs> So I'm telling you, one beheading in That's front of Lowe's Cineplex. It's all it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure their bottom line might suffer for a couple months. <laughs> Not if everybody is unified and on board. If all of the theaters have the same policy, show the same horrifying graphic image right. at the beginning would, of would your Would that flick. keep you from seeing episode eight no because i fucking behave myself i know how to act in a goddamn movie theater do you know how to cross the street yeah yeah i told you i yeah. i go straight, straight on across and give a I little know, thanks I know it's like hey hey thanks hey i'm on my way yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's the normal way i don't understand where that etiquette goes for people people just don't have it what why people are terrible because people are, people are horrible yeah you man you should have ran them over because that would have made me super upstanding, right? Oh, how about this? How about you get 20 to 30 seconds? If you're not out of the way in the allotted amount of time, well, then you get hit it, by the car. 30 in, seconds? In I fairness. mean, you're a fucking total asshole if you take 30 seconds. <laughs> right, like I feel like she sat down on the on the ground, just started scooting across. What do you think right. is a fair amount of time? 10 seconds? Yeah. To 10, seconds. 10, 10, 10 seconds to cross one seconds. average... Road length, right? Yeah, right. Ten street, seconds. Street width. Street width. Street width. And then you know, one it's lane. not technically one lane. I don't even need you yeah. from curb to curb. Just get in the oncoming people's. Right. You become someone else's problem. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like that this bothered you so badly that you had to bring it to the people. Well, you know, it. I do need to bring it to the people because the people are with me. They have experienced the same thing, and God help you if you were one of the ones that actually crosses the road like that because well, your days are numbered it's a, it's like i don't i don't understand i don't understand how that stuff happens i don't understand how um like people bump into you places like how do you not understand where you're at in relation to all of your surroundings it's unbelievable i feel like people understand they just don't care and that's the part that is a problem that oh, you don't give a shit that you're you're walking in my space but you don't care and yeah. i have to ma move myself out of your way and i'm polite i say oh, oh excuse me i'm sorry excuse me even though you barreled your fucking fat yeah, ass right you know, past. See, i think I, more people just don't get it i they don't just know don't, they're just not mentally wired that way to understand that you 
could possibly be in someone else's. It's pack. maybe a 50-50, 60-40 kind of split, I want to say. Neither one is good because you're either unbelievably ignorant and stupid or you're unbelievably rude and just awful. So, I mean, I guess the stupid people are better than just the straight up evil, rotten, selfish people. But um, yeah, you're so that all the time. that leads to an entirely separate subset of grievances, which are uh, people's general unawareness of their surroundings. And I could go through a whole list of those things. And you will. And I will, <laughs> as as this is now a weekly segment. And what's it called? Well, maybe we can have uh, some listeners write in, but for now it's just uh, weekly grievances. Welcome to this weekly, week's Matt's an asshole. Weekly grievances <laughs> with your host. Am I an asshole or am I just like observing and reporting on what I'm observing? The fact that you brought this to the show means that you're kind of an asshole that this bothered you so badly. I'm sure, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. But I'm sure at some point one of these grievances is going to be just because you're an asshole. <laughs> so well, fans, send your grievances <laughs> in. Is, is tonight's a legitimate grievance? Yeah, tonight's, tonight's an irritant. An irritant, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you. Scale? It's like Paul, being wait, wait, a fucking wait. werewolf. It's an it's a it's inconvenience. An in- but here's the thing. You're the one that said these people need to be beheaded. Like I was just saying, it pisses yeah, me off. I've got no fucking tolerance for that kind of bullshit. Okay. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't fucking keep me being where I need to be. <laughs> Don't get in my way. Don't stand too close to me. Don't fucking bump into me places. Know where you're fucking at. Don't knock shit down. Crossing the street slowly is an inconvenience. Talking in a movie theater is the scourge of the earth. You need to be fucking held accountable for your actions against the movie-going public and God. I'm telling you, one beheading, this shit gets straightened out. That's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Thank you for listening to tonight's uh first episode of mcsaustober 2016 and uh our first airing of matt's grievances <laughs> weekly grievances my name is paul mcginty ian sharply matt casal we'll see you next time